Purim is here. Purim is fast approaching, and Purim is the holiday of joy, of unbridled joy. Whereas uh, months ago, we celebrated and we observed Yom Kippur, a very somber and serious holiday, a holiday where everybody wears white, where we do a lot of introspection, where we refrain from parties and anything joyful. Uh, we refrain from sexual relations as well as uh, even wearing color. We oftentimes wear white and it reminds us of our death, to reenact our death, to think about how we're living our lives. Well, actually Purim is the holiday that's the exact opposite of it. Yom HaKippur. Yom Kippur sounds like Yom HaKippurim. It sounds like it's the holiday like the opposite of Purim. Purim is the opposite of that. Purim is a holiday. Purim actually means lots. It's about when you draw lots. It's to say that each of us, no one is guaranteed to be born into the identity and the situation, the lot that we have been born into. Uh, it's random or it's not guaranteed. So it's a day to think about what it would be like to be born into any other situation in life. Um, whether if you're a king, then you become an evil person. If you're an evil person, you become a good person. So it's custom on this holiday for people to dress up like other people. And the story that we tell is the, the story of the book of Esther, which is a holy book in our Bible, in the Jewish Bible. Uh, and the book of Esther is really interesting story. First of all, it's interesting that it's the only book in the entire Bible, the Hebrew Tanakh, the the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. It's the only book in the Jewish Bible that does not have God's name in it. Nowhere does the book say God's name. So many scribes who are practicing writing for the first time, they begin with writing the, the scroll of Esther. It's known as the Megillah, the whole Megillah. Um, so this book is very interesting in that regard. So we wonder where is God? We can ask where is God in the entire story? But it's a story about a woman named Esther. So it, it begins with the story of King Ahasuerus, and he is a king in Persia, and his wife Vashti has had it up to here with him and decides to disobey him and not dance for him at a party. And she's a great feminist hero, heroine. So she decides not to do that, and that starts the story. He has to look for a new queen. Well, meanwhile, Mordecai, who's a Jewish person, uh, lives with his niece, and some say uh, another kind of relative, but he lives with her, with Esther, and says, hey, Esther, the king is looking for a new queen. Why don't you go and adorn yourself and see if you will be selected? And she does this, as her uncle says, and uh, the king actually takes a liking to her and decides that she indeed should be the queen. Well, meanwhile, the king's right-hand man named Haman, and every time we say the name Haman in Jewish tradition, we say boo, we, we boo him because he's so wicked. He, uh, he is the, the minister and he goes out into the streets and he encounters Mordecai. And Mordecai says, I will not bow to you. He says, bow to me, you must bow to me. And Mordecai says, I'm Jewish. The only one that we as Jews bow to is God. 
So Haman comes back in a huffy and he talks to the king and says, King, we must do something about these terrible Jews. We must exterminate them. And the king agrees. He rolls the dice. He draws the lot and finds out that on the Dar is going to be the day that the Jews will be killed and that everybody in Shushan, in this town in Persia, should go out and kill all of the Jews that day. It's a harrowing story. So Mordecai hears of this, and he says to Esther, he sends a little note to her and says, hey, you've got to do something. Maybe you were placed in this role, particularly for this moment in history, because you are the only person uniquely positioned to make a difference here, to possibly reverse the king's decree. And she says, I'm not sure. I don't think I can do that. And he says, no, no, you must. I think this is why you were, you're here. So she realizes and musters up the strength. She fasts for, for days. She puts on sackcloth and ashes. And then the people all fast for her, for her strength. And she ends up going to Ahasuerus, revealing her truth that she is indeed Jewish. And the king indeed reverses the evil decree of Haman. Boo. And instead of the Jews being killed on that day, Haman and his 10 sons are put on the stake um, and their heads are decapitated. So this is a, um, this is quite the story, but there's unbridled rejoicing because we remember that uh, Esther had a feast when she invited Hashverosh to have the little talk when she was going to reveal her true identity. It's a story where we think about all of the different iterations that we could have been born as. It's a holiday where we recognize the great diversity of people and all of our uh, incarnations. And so we party, we enjoy, and it's also a day where we send gifts to one another, mishloach manot. These are sending of the gifts to one another to share the joy that we survived near death. Uh, many people say that all of Jewish tradition is a story of they tried to kill us, we survived, let's eat. This is definitely one of those holidays that could be thought of in those terms. And so we send people uh, little pastries called hamantashen. Hamantashen means Haman's ear in Yiddish. And they look like little triangles with jelly inside. They are pastries to remind people that we overcame and we succeeded over the threat of Haman. He also is known to maybe wear a three-pointed hat, so people can think that Hamantashen remind us of those hats as well. People recount this story in plays, in humorous, humorous satirical plays, so you might catch one at your local Jewish community, and uh, it's a really great way to remember that we are making ourselves and showing ourselves, and any time that we can show our true colors, that is when we as a people will survive. So may we all have the ability to root, to have the room to stretch out and be the fullness of all that we are, of who we are, and may that bless one another, our people, and indeed the entire world. Happy Purim, everyone. Be well, and thank you for keeping it sacred.